Today's message will be coming out of Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the very opportunity you allow us to sit at your feet to hear your word. So, Father, I ask that you would speak for your servants to listen. That you would allow me to decrease, that you may increase, that you would speak from high, from on high, that you would speak to me as you speak through me. Father, I thank you for this very privilege and this opportunity. Use me as the vessel and the tool that you seem fit to be used in your kingdom. Father, forgive me for anything I may have said, done, or thought throughout this day that was unpleasing and unrighteous in your eyesight. But let these words and the meditation of my heart and of my mind be pleasing and acceptable unto you at this very moment. Lord Jesus, teach us, for we need a teacher. Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us, convict those who need convicting, and let us look in the mirror at ourselves. Let us do some inventory and some cleaning of house. But let us humbly do this under your authority and under, and under the microscope of your holy word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Is anyone a handy person? Or someone who likes to fix things? Or a person who sees something that's broke and immediately begins to try to fix it, to repair it, to put thought into how do I fix this? Are you one who walks in the room and sees the leg on the couch bent and instantly flips the couch over to examine the issue? Are you one who throws away things and go buy new? Or are you one who says, you know what, I can fix that. It may be broken, but I can fix that. It may be cracked, but I can put that back together. Are you that person? Because if you are, then tonight's message, tonight's word is not only for you as it was for me. Because God is looking for someone to repair the breach. God is looking for a person to repair, to fix the breach. He's looking for someone to repair the breach in our families, to repair the breach. In the generations to come. Ezekiel verse 30 reads. And I sought for a man. Among them. That should make up the heads. And stand in the gap. Before me. For the land. That I should not destroy but I found none. There's five words we need to understand in this passage of scripture. Hedge, stand, gap, land, and man. 
Hedge is defined as a protective barrier. A protective barrier, not just any type of barrier, but a protective barrier. The greatest illustration I can give you, if you've seen the movie Troy with, a, with Brad Pitt in it, that wall that surrounded Troy is a protective barrier. Stand is defined as abide or to live. To stand is to abide. Abide is to live. Gap. Is defined as the word breach. Means that it has been broken. There is a crack in it. It has been penetrated. There is an opening. There is a breach. Have you ever heard there is a breach in security? That means that something has failed in the security. And has let something in or has let something out. There is a gap somewhere. There is a hole somewhere. There is a malfunction somewhere. Land. Land is a word that is used in the Bible as an, an as an, an allegory. It can mean the physical land which you which we stand on. It also can mean family. And in this context, it is talking about a family. It is talking about a generation. So he uses the word land because it is a mass of people. It is a mass of people that stretch on and on and on and on and on. If you go look out on the horizon, you see land stretching to the eye cannot see no more. And that's what he's saying about land. You can see the land which is in front of you, which is your family right now. But then there's land that continues on, and that is generations to come. And if you turn around, you see the land that is in front of you. Those are your siblings and your ancestors. But then when you look out, those are your distant ancestors. So he said there is this land it's talking about family. It's talking about people. And man. Now man is a tricky one because in in the Bible, the word man sometimes means man as in the general gender of a male. But man also is a shortened version of the word mankind which means man and woman male and female so right here when the bible says i sought for a man in verse 30 he is talking about mankind he has sought for someone that is among them realize he's not saying i'm looking for one person he said i look for a man among them which he's talking about a mass of people he is looking for a certain type of individual amongst a multitude of people well, in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 28, Solomon says he looked among a thousand men, gender men, and found not one. In that same verse, he says he did the same with women and found not one. So therefore, in this verse, he is talking about mankind. But Solomon gives us a broader definition of what God meant when he said the word man in general. In verse 29 in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, Solomon says that God made man upright God made man righteous God made man complete God made man with understanding God made man with power God made man upright and when he says man he's talking about mankind this human species God made upright after something 
In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, we know that the Bible says that God made man in his likeness and in his image. We know that God said he made man in his image and after his likeness. So mankind in creation bore the image and the likeness of God. And if you know the Genesis account, how God formed Adam and Eve and they had inwardly his image and his likeness. We know this because John chapter four, verse 24 says that God is a spirit. So therefore, when God made man, the triune being spirit, soul and body, he made the spirit after his image and after his likeness. So man was made in the totality of God to be able to commune with God in a way that no other creature could commune because God wanted to abide and be amongst man. So he made man after himself. So therefore mankind, a man or a woman in this scripture that God is seeking for must He's looking for someone who is carrying his image, someone who is bearing his image, someone what Jesus says in John chapter three was reborn. God is looking for somebody who is reborn because the rebirth rebirths that image. It's just like an old Polaroid picture. You take the picture and it's like you cannot see the image. But when you dip it in the water, is anybody hearing me? When you dip it in the water in the chemical solution and you wave it around in the air, the image becomes clear, but it takes a process. It just doesn't come out of the Polaroid camera. Boom, there's the image. It was a process to it. It had to soak in the water. Is anybody hearing me tonight? You had to soak in the water. You had to saturate in the water and then it pull out the Polaroid and shake it in the air. And the images appeared. See, the word of God, the Bible says that the word of God is the water. See, God is looking for someone who has saturated himself in the word, that has saturated himself in the Holy Ghost, that has saturated himself in the presence of the Almighty. Why? Because we're going to look into some things. Because right here he says, I sought for a man among them for a reason. Well, for why did God seek for him? He said that he should make up the hedge. Uh-oh. God searched for this person that he could complete that word make up means to complete the hedge. That means the hedge has a hole in it. You know, the hedge is like a fence. But God said the fence got a hole in it. And if a fence got a hole in it, what good is the fence? Because a fence does two things. Keeps things in and keeps things from getting out. But if there's a hole there. There's a problem. But God said I sought for someone that should make up the hedge. Why is there a hole there? Why is God seeking for someone to complete the protective barrier? He was looking for someone not only to complete the protective barrier. He goes on and says, and stand in the gap. 
that he was looking for someone to live and to abide in the breach, to live in and to stand in and abide in the hole, the gap. But he wasn't going to do it just anywhere. He was going to do it before me, what God says. God is looking for someone who will stand, who will live in the breach before him. Why? For the land. God is looking for someone For anyone who is bold enough to complete the protective barrier of their family. God is looking for someone who is so courageous enough, who is so sick and tired of being sick and tired, who is tired of being broken and beaten, who is tired of seeing the devil run rampant in their family, who is tired of seeing generational curses tear apart their very family, which they worked hard to keep together. God is looking for someone that will complete the protective barrier. Someone who is bold enough to look at the enemy and say, that is enough. You go no further than here. God is looking for someone who not only will say it is enough, but he will have the audacity to stand, to live in the gap, to stay there in that hole, not to just temporarily come and try to fix it and say, no, you stay out of here. No, but to stand there as a watch guard, as a watchdog, as a fence gate. I'm not leaving this spot. God is looking for someone who will plant their feet in the gap and say, God, I'm here to stay, to look at the enemy and to tell him you must go. God is looking for somebody who is bold enough to live in the gap before him for their family. For the generations to come that they have not seen. To end the generational curses that began a long time ago. To say the curses stop here and the blessings begin right now. Oh, God is looking for that person who is bold. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 9 through 10. The, the, the word of God says that God punishes the children up to the third and fourth generations for the iniquities of their fathers. For the iniquities of the father, the word iniquity means wickedness. And the best description I can give you of the word wickedness. Have you ever seen those trees or those homes or those lattice or those lattice pieces of wood that are on the side of homes? And you see these vines and you see these plants that wrap all around and you can barely see the wood anymore. That they climb up the house and it's all over the house and you can barely see the wall of the house anymore or they wrap around the tree so much that the tree looks like it's suffocating and they got these vines these, these vines and these thorns that are hanging off of them and they're just steadily wrapping around the tree if you have seen that that is the imagery of iniquity in a family's life in a person's life and it's passed down See, those vines don't stop there. See, a vine will go up a tree and it'll consume this tree and then it'll reach out to the tree next to it. And it'll keep on going as long as it goes unchecked. It will keep spreading and it will keep growing and it will keep consuming. See, that vine doesn't care what it grabs a hold to. 
as long as it grabs a hold of something. See, generational curses and sins don't care who they grab a hold to. See, those spirits of past times don't care who they grab a hold to as long as they grab something and they hold on to it and they get somebody. Generational curses. You may be saying right now, I don't have no generational curses, but let me put it in perspective. Have you realized if you struggle with alcohol, that if you would look back just a little bit further, you'll find that someone else struggled with alcohol. That the spirit of alcoholism has resided in your family for longer before it even reached you. The spirit of immorality, fornication, promiscuity, infidelity, those things have lingered along in the family long enough. People going in and out of prison. Spirit of bondage has been there for a long time. It didn't just not occur with this person. It did not just start with you. It started before you because the Bible says that it had began. It, 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 it began three or four generations before you. It started three and four generations before you. Abuse started three or four generations before you. Addictions three or four generations before you. These things have been going on for a long time and they've been dragging your family down for a long time. For instance, in my family, going in and out of correctional institutions Addictions with drugs, promiscuity, having multiple women, multiple babies outside of marriage. Religion has been around in my family for a long time, and it has tore down many, 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 many of hopes and dreams. It has made Jesus repulsive to many of people. Imagery has been a long, a long time in my family. Trying to keep up with the Joneses have been around a long time in my family. Financial burdens have been around in my family for a long time. Divorce has been in my family for a long time. But you know what? I ended up going to the penitentiary following after those same generational curses. But it was this verse. It was this very time that God has told me that, Noah, the generational curses can stop right now if you would stand in the gap before me. That if you would have the audacity to complete the protective heads, the generational curses can stop and the blessings can begin. Because the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 9 through 10, it says that God punishes the children up to the third and fourth generation for the iniquities of the fathers. But the following verse, he says, but he gives mercy, love, and grace to those for thousands of generations, to those who love him. God is looking for somebody who loves him. God is looking for somebody who say, here I am, God, I love you. I love you for all that you have done. I love you for the things you have not done. I love you for the very salvation that you have given me through Jesus. I love you for the second chance. I love you for waking me up today. I love you for my family. I love you for you loving me. And right now, at this very moment, the generational curses stop and your mercy and your love and your favor and your blessings begin. Are you that person tonight?
Are you that person that's bold to say, here I am, God. Show me where the breach is so that I may stand in the gap before you. Because in Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 9, God says he will plead with you. As well as your children's children. In other words, every generation God gives someone a chance to receive his grace so that he can break all family curses and rain down his blessings on our families. Are you that one in this generation? Are you that one that God is looking for? Are you tired of fighting? Are you tired of fighting and getting knocked down? Only to gain the strength to stand back up to get knocked right back down. Are you tired of seeing the devil rip your family apart behind the things of this world? Behind money, behind he say, she say, behind lies. Are you tired of brokenness? Then go to the one who gave you your family. See, friends are chosen. Family is not. God gave you your family for a reason. As he has given me mine for a reason. And that reason is and just may be that you're the one that will repair the breach. That you will be the one that would complete the protective hedge that God has been building up for generations. Because I can tell you this, that somebody in your family a long time ago accepted Jesus. Somebody in your family right now has accepted Jesus and is on their knees praying in intercession for your family. They are praying for you. They are praying for all problems to cease. They can't be a lone soldier. They can't do it by themselves. They need someone else to stand in the gap with them. Because if it was somebody in your family that's a past generation, you're just living in the same time frame. But it's your generation that God is calling for to stand in the gap. God is looking for somebody who loves him. Because remember in Deuteronomy chapter 10, I mean, excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 10, God says that he is a loving God showing mercy for thousands of generations to them that love him. How do you know that you love God? How do you show God that you love him? Most people say, man, God know I love him. He know my heart, which is true. But God has predicated some things upon that love. See, we can say that we love God with our mouth, but our actions say different because our hearts are far from him. See, the love 
that we have for God is predicated upon the position in which our heart is with him. See, in John chapter 14, verse 15, God says, you love me. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will do what I say. But see, the problem is a lot of us say that we love God, but we don't want to do what he say. See, a lot of us will say, you are my Lord, but we don't want to do what he say. Jesus said, why do you even call me Lord if you're not going to do what I say? So see, God is looking for people who would dare do as he say. When the water is choppy and the water is rising, God is looking for the person when God says, step in the water that you put your feet in the water. When, when it looks like there's about to be a drought and there seems to be no way and God says, keep going and he makes a way. God needs a person who is going to stand before him. For the land. For the family. For the generations to come. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 says the anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing breaks the yoke. You know the word Christ means the anointed one. The word Christ means the anointed one. So when you hear Jesus Christ, it means Jesus the anointed one. See, receiving Christ begins the anointing. See, Receiving Christ brings the anointing. Receiving Christ allows the anointing to begin to flow. And when that anointing comes upon you, it breaks every yoke, burden, every chain of sin that we have put ourselves in. The anointing breaks the schemes of the devil. The anointing loosens the generational curses. The anointing put away the general generational curses of our families, the anointing removes the generational curses of the families that we were born in. The generational curses we were born in. So I took my stand and proclaim 2016 that the generational curses of my family stopped with me. And the thousands of years of mercy, grace, favor, and the outpouring of God began with me. See, my mom's been a soldier in the army of God for a long time. Fighting on her own by herself. Praying for someone to arise and stand in the gap with her. See, the gap wasn't complete. There was still a hole in the hedge. I know there was a hole in the hedge because I had went to prison. Homosexuality was in my family. Drugs were in my family. Many women, promiscuity was in my family. But when I took this stand in 2016, I remember clearly the day that homosexuality left my family. My sister was set free. I remember clearly the day that my brother proposed to my sister-in-law, now his wife, and became a faithful man and no longer pr promiscuous, 
promiscuous in his way. I remember the day when I took this stand that it was in 2016 that the generational curses stopped in my family. Because it was upon this ground that I stood and I said, God, here I am to stand in your gap. I will stand in this protective barrier for the rest of my days because I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of seeing my family stumble, fumble and mumble along the way. It was in 2016 that my family began to merge as one unit here in the state of Texas. Coming from Georgia and Alabama. Though I was locked away behind prison walls and razor wire. I was standing in the gap spiritually. But now that I'm released, I can stand in the gap physically and spiritually. God is looking for somebody tonight. God is looking for somebody Courageous enough to say, here I am, Lord. God is looking for somebody who is not afraid of the devil, who is not afraid of the ways of the enemy, who are not afraid of the, the, the frowns of the friends and the people around them, who is tired of being tired, who is not a person pleaser, but a God pleaser, who will plant them feet and say, here I am, God, use me. I will stand here. I will abide here. I will pray here. I will lay here until my very last breath here on this earth. I will stand for my family. I will sit here for my family. For the family I see now and the family I don't see. If you're a handyman and you like to fix things, If you're a person that don't like throwing away things, but like to try to put things back together. Here's the greatest mission of them all. Put your family back together. Stand in the gap. Man up. Woman up. Stand before God, the Almighty. Live before the Almighty. Fill the whole with uprightness. Be the one who bears the image. Who bears the image of God. Because remember what Solomon said, God made mankind upright. Genesis tells us that God made that man, that mankind, after his image and after his likeness. Not in your own image, after his image. So if you're bold enough to say, here I am, God. Know that you got to bear his image. Know that you have to bear his likeness. Not your own. Education can't get it. Intellect can't get it. Religion can't get it. Only Jesus can get it. That image that was marred by the fall of Adam must be reborn.
must be regenerated. And regeneration begins when the Holy Spirit enters into a born again believer. Then the regeneration begins of that image. Image itself won't do it. Remember the Polaroid picture? They had to lay in the water. So you must, you're going to have to get submerged in the Word of God, saturated in the Word of God. Why? Because this Holy Word is where we will receive Holy Salvation. And when you receive Holy Salvation, you receive that Holy Ghost. That holy filling, the holy covering of the blood of Jesus and the anointing begins to flow. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Remember what Isaiah said. The anointing breaks the yoke. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. If you're that person who is bold enough to stand up and say, you know what God? I am the repair of the breach. This is what God promises you. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 12. And they that shall be of you. Shall build the old waste places. You shall rise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shall be called the repairer of the breach. The restore of the paths to dwell in. Listen to that. God promises you. If you stand in the gap. They. That will be of you. Those who have not even yet been. Brought forth from you. From your daughters. Your sons. Those that ain't even came from you yet. Your grandchildren. Your great grandchildren. All of them come from you. That is your lineage. That is your line. That is your family. It says that if you would stand in the gap in this hedge, this protective barrier, you would abide there and say that generational curses must end. If you do that, the Bible says, God says that those that come from you will build the old waste places. That means the things that had been destroyed before you came and stood in the gap. That means the things that have been barren and the devil has taken away and he has destroyed, that he has killed and that he has stole will be rebuilt. The, the life of abundancy will, will begin to be rebuilt by them, not you, it's by them that come from you. Why? Because by you standing in the gap, you will raise up. You will bring up the foundations. Realize he didn't say foundation. He said foundations. That means many. Places to build. You will raise up. The foundations of many generations. 
you will raise up the foundations of many generations. And you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the paths to dwell in. So, the question tonight is, are you that one that God is looking for? Are you the repairer of the breach? Are you the restorer of the paths to dwell in? If you're that one that is tired, Of being sick and tired. Of the way that your family is living. The conditions in which your families are entangled in. If you are that person. God says he's looking for you. And the reason he's looking for you because God wants to. Bless your family. Realize what he said in Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30. He said, I look for him because I did not want to destroy. I don't want to punish. I don't want to remove the land. I want to bless it. I want to multiply it. I want to see it grow. I want to flourish it. I want to pour out my love and my grace, my mercy, my favor upon it. But I got to find somebody to stand in the gap. I got to find somebody who will live in this protective barrier that I've been building for generations. If that's you. And you feel God is talking to you tonight. That's that you would bow your head, close your eyes. Let this be between you and God and no one else. And say, God, here I am. I'm willing to stand in the gap for my family. There is no such thing as a sinner's prayer. All that is needed is a repentant heart and say, God, I'm, I'm tired of the way I've been living. I'm tired of seeing what I'm seeing in my family, and I want it to stop. The Bible says those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved, and his name is Jesus. Peter said, Lord, help me, and Jesus saved him. The tax collector beat on his the tax collector beat on his chest and said, Lord, have mercy upon me, the sinner. And he was saved. A woman dropped a penny into the box, crying, knowing that she gave her all, and she was saved. So there's no right or wrong words to be said. 
to invite Jesus in your life. The only thing that is needed is the heart to believe that he is the son of the living God and that he was sent here on earth to die for your sins and was resurrected on the third day so that you may have life and life more abundant. If you believe that, Bible says you will be saved. If you confess that with your mouth, not verbally, but inwardly, you will be saved. For the mouth confesses unto salvation and the heart believes unto righteousness. God is looking for the one who is willing to say, Enough is enough. I'm here to repair the breach. Let us pray. Gracious Father, thank you for this time that you allowed us to examine our lives. Lord, if you're tugging on the hearts of people, Lord, I ask that you would deal with them on the way that only you know how to deal with them. That you would reach them in their mess like you reached me in my mess. Lord, I pray that your favor washes over every person who hears this. That if the heart is being convicted, that you would also comfort and strengthen it. That they may be able to be bold in standing in the gap. Knowing that it is not going unseen. Knowing that it is not futile. But it's for a reason. That you see those things that we do not see. That you see the end from the beginning. Lord, give us the spiritual fortitude. The physical, I don't care what people say about me and think about me. I don't care what my brothers say. I don't care what my friends say. I don't care what my family says. I don't care what any organization that I may be a part of thinks about me. But here I am to stand. And I'm standing for my family because I am standing in the gap because I am the repairer of the breach. Let the love of the unity of our families swell in our hearts right now. That we would begin to reach out for the gap. Knowing, Lord, that we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. And let your blessings continue to rain down. Let it rain upon us. And let every mouth that agrees that I am the repair of the breach. Not me, but them. That they can declare within themselves that they are the repairer of the breach. That they will stand and abide before you. Let them declare it with all confidence that the generational curses stop now. For your word says when the thief is caught, he must pay back sevenfold. So the generational curses stop now. 
The lives that have been stolen stop now. The prison trips have been stopped now. That the alcohol and addictions have been stopped now. That the lying and the promiscuity has stopped now. That faithfulness has began. That hope has began. That healing has taken place. That fresh minds and souls of living have begun to start right now. Stop right now. And the blessings and your mercy and favor begin now. It stops with me. And it begins with me. To all those who are listening, close your eyes. Raise your hands unto the Lord. And declare it. The generational curses stop with me. <laughs> the blessings for thousands of years of God's mercy, favor, and grace begins with me right now. In Jesus' name we praise. Give him a shout of glory. Amen, amen.